At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Green Zone. Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSEN, the sports betting network. Beginning hour number seven here of the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds right here, and it looks like the Green Bay Packers had a chance to ding ding put a couple nails in there. They didn't get it done there again, at least ATS wise here. They're going to settle for a field goal, so the backdoor scenario will be available for Ravens backers here. Mason Crosby attempting a short field goal here, which would make it. A 14-point lead. It's a 29-yard attempt here as it's 28-17 right now. And, again, that over-under starting to creep to that pre-flop over now as it hits 248 mm-hmm. total points. It is good, 31-17 there. Yeah. Big first down for the Bengals out in Denver West as they might be trying to salt away a 15-10 win. Yeah, Joe Burrow absolutely stood in there and uh, and took a lick and kept on ticking. Uh, they get this kid some help. They got a dude now. By the way, Denver, no timeouts. There is an injured player Joe on the field. I believe it is Joe Mixon down there with 236 left to go at his second nine. Only way the clock can stop for Denver, obviously, is the two-minute warning. So one more first down is pretty much going to put this to bed. You mentioned Mason Crosby, 29-yard field goal now, 31-17. to Early numbers, you got a little bit of clearance right now at 925 left to go for Green Bay, but this did close nine and a half. So depending on your number, Mm -hmm. every number matters. It's not always the team you take. It's the number you take or number you lay for this standpoint. But uh, if you laid the number with the 49ers, as our man Ian McMillan did, who were uh, 
You did pretty well today. Uh, and I don't know, Atlanta, look, if you look at the stats, oh. they got dominated. However, they had their opportunities. Yeah, Ian McMillan rejoins us now. And, Ian, that's a bad overbeat for yours truly here. Well, they have about 12 opportunities inside the five-yard line and could never get a touchdown. Starting with the first drive of the game after they get the opening kickoff, I, I mean, Ian, I've never seen anything quite like that. As many opportunities seemingly from the one, and they could never get it in. Yeah, to be honest, it's just a sign of a bad football team is just not being able to get. All right, I want to get back to Ian here in a second. Uh, as again, as he was saying, it is the sign of a bad football team. And it, it was mm-hmm. amazing to me to watch that display where they look like, again, from the first drive of the game, they took two timeouts in the first five minutes because they couldn't figure out alignments. They had procedure penalties. And all of these things led up to so many missed opportunities if you're a Falcons backer. You feel like, boy, you were you were on the you felt like you might have been on the right side, mm-hmm. and you just got the wrong result here. Certainly, if you're an overbacker, I don't know how in the world that game didn't get over. Yeah, because Atlanta was able to move the ball, but just this four times, and then you only get three points uh, for for Arthur Smith. All right, let's go back out to Ian McMillan again. So, Ian, yeah, you were saying it is a sign of a bad football team. That bad football team falls to six and eight with that performance today. Yeah, yeah, good football teams are going to score with that many chances down low. Uh, This game went kind of like how expected. The Falcons just don't have the depth. They don't have the talent to be able to hang with these uh, teams with winning records. Now they move to 0-5 straight up and against the spread against teams with winning records. The bright side, though, as a Falcons fan, if I'm trying to stay optimistic, we still have an outside shot in the playoffs. we got the Lions. we got the Saints left to go. We probably need to upset the Bills, though. So that's going to be uh, a big hill to climb for the Falcons betters. But also just a heartbreaker for any over betters in this game. Zero points in the fourth quarter. Uh, so the under hits and the 49ers cover with these. Yeah, I, I told you at halftime, Ian, I had a bad feeling about this one, Red, and that uh, premonition came true. I want to thank Ian again. Does a great job at BetSided. Follow him on Twitter at Ian McBets. But those tickets that cash are the Niners mm-hmm. and those underbackers. Yeah, the uh, the boat went down the Pajaro River outside of <laughs> Santa Clara County and San Benito County. Pajaro being bird in Spanish. So uh, we do have a boat race oh, here in is, San Francisco. We can dock it in Santa Clara. I'm sure that they've got plenty of opportunities for Captain Steubing to dock that boat successfully. It has been so. And again, the Falcons next week do get the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. And on the surface, six and a half was pre-flop. I, I bet you that number comes well, All of a down. sudden, that's a game Lions team. I think that's going to get some support off that look-ahead line for sure. Yeah, very interesting. We'll see how that plays out here. But Captain Steuben, Ken Dockett, it's official. It was a boat race at Santa Clara as the Niners easily get that win. We mentioned the Bengals. They are embarking on what would be a huge victory. But it's second and nine. They're not in the clear yet. Uh, about 2.36 to go. You would assume running plays coming. But Joe Mixon did get dinged up. Looked like a horse collar. Uh, but, again, was not called. So now they're going to have a third down at the two-minute warning. This is where mm-hmm. young head coaches, we're going to learn a lot about them. Does Zach Taylor run it into the line and punt and take 45 cents, seconds off the clock. And can this very young offensive line. We can tell that Cincinnati's got some weapons around Joe Burrow. But they need a better offensive line. It's up to the offensive line right now to win this game. Is they're going to let this tick down to the two-minute warning. It is third and eight, 15 to 10, currently Cincinnati with the lead. Okay, let's go back out uh, very quickly before we get to Tank. We'll go to Eric Edholm on the Packers and the Ravens. And again, it felt like, E, that the, the Packers had a golden opportunity, at least if you're a Packer backer, 
and you're laying either the seven or the nine where it closed today to really ice this thing, but then they couldn't get it inside the 10 out of settle for a Mason Crosby field goal. So while maybe the game doesn't feel like it's it's over ATS-wise, this is still live action both sides. Yeah, you can look at it two ways, right? Uh, the Packers score, uh, Rodgers hits uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling on a beautiful touchdown pass uh, to make it 27 uh, to 17, or sorry, 28 to 17. And then the Ravens go for it on their own 29-yard line or so, I want to say. Don't get it. Packers get the ball back. They're right on the uh, the edge of the goal line. Can't push it over. So they do uh, tack on a Mason Crosby field goal from 29 yards out to make it 31-17. So here we are. Ravens have a second and five uh, as they're right about midfield, actually about the 40-yard line of Green Bay. Uh, so they do have a good chance to score here or – you know, obviously you're thinking seven, right? I mean, you're down 14 points with seven minutes as Tyler Huntley scrambles for a nice gain there, 10 yards and a first down. Uh, you're obviously thinking end zone here. How many options do you have? We'll see. Andrews has been the guy most of the day. Marquise Brown has been targeted a lot, hasn't done a lot with the ball, though. So, obviously, Packers are going to try to keep everything in front of them. But you're right. That door was open for a little bit, uh, and, and the Ravens put their foot in it. They're holding it open for just a minute here as, as they continue to drive inside Greenberry territory, down to about the 25-yard line, Brown with the catch. And there's just about seven minutes left, you guys, 31-17, Green Bay still leading. And this game is kind of a perfect example of uh, what we saw, and I'll use an example earlier, Carolina-Buffalo. I know mm-hmm. it didn't work out for our man Peter Dewey no. taking 14, but I think he made the right bet there because one of the things you want to do when you get steam and you get a big move like this and really any sport, but especially the NFL – you either want to be the steam early or you want to fade the steam late. And if you faded the steam with Baltimore, you still might get there. Now you need a, you oh need a score here from Tyler Huntley and company. But obviously, if you laid the number early, you've still got a little bit of clearance with the Packers being up two touchdowns. But if you took the nine and a half late with Baltimore, that was the time, I think, to jump in. So that's one thing about some of these line moves. Either be willing to fade the steam and go against the herd late or stay away from the game altogether. You do not want to lay. It's one thing if, like, well, I bet, a, like, a college basketball total. I bet over 129, and I could have bet over 127. Like, that's one thing. Right. But when you're laying nine and a half after you could have laid five or five and a half, not going to win you many tickets. Just a word of advisement to our listeners. Yeah, good. I think those are very good words of advisement right now. Let's get back to Tank Williams, third and eight. And Tank, I mentioned, we'll find out a lot about Zach Taylor here if he runs it into the line on third and eight or goes for the first down in the win here. Uh, looks like right now they've got a delay or a timeout scenario. So more time to ponder it. Tank, what do you think the young head coach should do here with his talented quarterback? But to Wes's point, maybe the offensive line hasn't been able to hold up as much today. I mean, it's. I mean, when I look at the way that these past two drives have gone, you had Drew Locke with a third and 13, and he had a wide open wide receiver going across the field. He wasn't able to connect. And then in this drive, we had Joe Burrow third and 10. He was able to connect to extend the drive. So whether they play a conservative now, here or not, I mean, that remains to be seen if they want to try to make uh, Denver, well, it looks like Denver doesn't have any more timeouts right now, so they just have the two-minute warnings to try to wind out some clock just give them a limited amount of time and just kind of pin them back late. But I feel like this just shows that you need a quarterback who can make those big throws at those pivotal points in the game. And Joe Burrow was able to make that throw on third and 10, at least extend the drive. So if they even play it conservatively now and pin Denver back with not a lot of time left on the board, he was able to make that big play when necessary to put them in the best opportunity to win the game. 
Uh, third and eight, and Tank, what they do here as we talk in real time is they run the football. They're going to come up a couple yards short of the first down. So I have to assume here, tick, 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 and you're going to run this down to about a minute 15, mm-hmm. and then I would suspect that they're going to punt this football back away and put it on their defense. I can't imagine any scenario you go for it on fourth and two from your own 44-yard line. Yeah, the only thing they may do is they might – take the timeout, or they could try to take a delay, but I guess why lose five yards? Bengals do have one timeout remaining. It's going to uh, be a play clock zero at about one twelve left to go, so probably not going to take the delay or use it. They could keep that timeout for defense if they need it, if they're gassed down there, so they're going to go ahead and punt it away about one fourteen left to go. Okay, and meanwhile, fourth and six for Baltimore and Charm City, and they get it to Mark Andrews, and then, boom, Huntley is into the end zone. Huntley has really shown something today that, you know, we've seen some teams in this league now because of injury having to start certain quarterbacks. I think we've probably seen enough out of Mike Glennon that he is Uh not a starting quarterback in this league, and there's a a couple other starters that, you know, may have some question marks. Look, Houston's going to be looking for something. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're going to want to draft somebody, but Tyler Huntley – can play in this league. I know against the Bears a few weeks ago, you know, it's kind of like just manage the game yeah, and you just barely got out. It was an ugly game, but Tyler Huntley's got some potential and he played for a darn good college coach in Kyle Whittingham at Utah. So, you know, that's somebody I would trust a little bit. I think Tyler Huntley's going to get some looks. No question about it. So, again, he just had a, a clear path to the end zone, kind of like Matt Ryan did. But Matt Ryan couldn't get there. Huntley no. does get there, and that's the difference right now with youth versus maybe a little bit of age in Matty Ice and why they didn't get that over to hit there uh, in that Falcons game. Come on back. We still have drama. Drew Locke trying to uh, make a, a miracle win for the Broncos here. Let's see if they can get it. Come on back. It's the Green Zone on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. off a Visa and all-access subscription for the rest of football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every single game. Sign up today. You also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game for only $39 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. It is the Green Zone. Week number 15 starting to wind down here. Of course, we still have three minutes to go in Baltimore, and all of a sudden that game mm-hmm. has gotten very interesting. We'll get to that in a second. But it does look like it's going to be over with a kneel down here. Cincinnati is going to get that road win 15-10. to 10. So let's go back out for the final time today to Tank Williams. And Tank, look, maybe not the most aesthetically pleasing game to the eye, right? Didn't get the T-Money juice that we normally sprinkle on those games. But Cincinnati gets the win, and at the end of the day, that's a huge win for young Zach Taylor and his young quarterback, Joe Burrow. Yeah, it's a huge win for him in a couple ways. I mean, I expected the way that Cincinnati was going to win this game was by establishing the run. Uh, Joe Mixon only ended up with about 60 yards rushing. Uh, The one thing that they were able to do is protect the ball. They were to just get points. I mean, we've seen a lot of games where some of these coaches are a little bit too aggressive, trying to go for touchdowns instead of taking the field goals right here. Um, they were able to take the field goals early on in the game, establish enough of the lead to where even though it was kind of close coming down the stretch, they were able to play more comfortable ball, and it seems like Denver was a little bit more pressed. When you feel that little bit of pressure in those key moments in the game, it leads to Drew Locke being, not being able to connect on a third and 13 and plays like that, that kind of you know points things towards your favor. So I think this is a solid win for Cincinnati, being able to go on the road and get a win and then now, like we said, they're in the tough AFC North. I'm interested in trying to see how that comes down the stretch, especially seeing how Baltimore is playing against Green Bay in this game. Yeah, it is fascinating here. So Baltimore, by the way, is back from the dead. Tank, do want to thank you, of course, for your uh, expert analysis uh, each and every week here in the Green Zone. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at TankWilliams13. Uh, does a great job, obviously, with Yahoo Sports. And, again, it's always nice to have a former corner uh, talking all things football with us each and every Sunday. So while that game has been put to bed, Far from over in Charm City. Remember, mm-hmm. 14-point lead for the Packers. They had an 11-point lead in a first-and-goal scenario in the fourth quarter. And when they couldn't get that touchdown, settled for three, Eric Edholm, this game all of a sudden, boy, we got some life for the Ravens. On 15 more rushing yards for Tyler Huntley. They just got the ball back, forcing a Green Bay punt. They had a sack on Aaron Rodgers. 
uh, on third down. That was a, a huge play from uh, Matabuike there. Two minutes, 20-something seconds left, and uh, they've got three timeouts here, and Huntley's got them on the move. They're in scoring range. Guys, when they scored that last touchdown, when Huntley ran it in to make it 31-24, to 24, I was actually a little bit surprised Harbaugh didn't go for two. Yeah. That's kind of the, the new thing, uh-huh. you know? They, you give them a chance to win the game in regulation. You're already kind of, you know, working with house money, so to speak, here, I guess. And I don't know. That was a little bit surprising. We know John Harbaugh is a little bit more, uh, you know, daring and, and more in favor of the analytics and the new numbers and stuff like that. So uh, that was just one thing I was a little bit surprised on. But Green Bay had 10 guys on defense on the field on that touchdown. Oh. So uh, a bit of a breakdown there. Their special teams problems have really added up. So this has not been the uh, second half blowout that, that maybe I thought it would be. Well, here it's plus 300 right now for the Ravens to get the outright win. And Eric, to mm. that point, again, and I understand the new math too. I, I'm not, when I have Justin Tucker, the greatest kicker arguably in, in a league, that's why I might be a little right. bit more conservative because it's Justin Tucker. But I understand while the percentages might bear it out to go for it when you cut it to, to, uh, to an eight point game there with that touchdown. But, my question to you, sir, is if they get this touchdown here, do you think that they'll go mm. for two again like they did against Pittsburgh to try to get the win? Yeah. Shades of Pittsburgh all mm-hmm. over again. I mean, you know, we could have the same argument we did on Thursday night, which is, hey, after you've failed a couple times on thir- on fourth down, should you alter your philosophy here? And my guess is they would consider it, right? I mm-hmm. mean, you've got a backup quarterback in there. You've got, you know, the, the situation against a team you probably – shouldn't be beating in a perfect world. Maybe the Packers beat them, you know, eight or nine times out of 10 uh, in, under the same circumstances. So it wouldn't shock me at all, guys. Uh, again, I was a little surprised they didn't do it before, but I wouldn't be stunned if they tried here. If they do indeed score, we're at the two-minute warning. 31-24, Ravens only down seven with the ball at the Green Bay 31-yard line. Yeah, and I wonder how much scoreboard watching, by the way, John Harbaugh and the staff are doing Whoa. because right now – Cincinnati gets the win in Denver. That puts them at eight and six. If Baltimore were to lose this game, Cincinnati's your division leader because they did beat the the Ravens head to head. So they would move into that divisional spot where I believe it would be like, I think the fourth seed right now currently in the AFC playoffs. So, you know, a lot on the line here. And we know Baltimore, look, tried to put Pittsburgh away when they went for two, didn't get it in, in the steel city may have the opportunity here again, but first things first, they got to get a touchdown because Cincinnati now eight and six, you have Cleveland at seven and six still has yet to play. They'll play tomorrow afternoon here. Pacific time, seven, six and one for the Steelers. So, the division lead very much on the line here for the Baltimore Ravens. It's absolutely fascinating. This division, because again, this next two minutes is huge to your point for the Ravens. And especially if you, if you got a future on the Ravens to win this division, Oh my goodness! Remember, they were eight and three. Mm-hmm. It looked like a foregone conclusion. And now the worst team in this division, the Steelers, are seven, six, and one. Right. So everybody right there, if this holds, and again, it's a long way to go here in this mm-hmm. two-minute warning here. See if this does hold. This division will be utter chaos with the Browns having the potential. Mm-hmm. They are three-point favorites. We'll talk about that game in a little bit. Uh, three-point favorites tomorrow night uh, in that res- rescheduled game against the Raiders. My goodness, things are going to get really interesting in this division if this lead holds for the pass. Baltimore, by the way, does have all three timeouts after the two-minute warning. Green Bay just won as Tyler Huntley trying to try to uh, scramble wheels. out of it. And, boy, he has found room. My He's going to have goodness. to step out of bounds, and it's going to be third and five here. But, you know, 
obviously, even though you have three timeouts, not kicking the field goal here. No. You are absolutely going for it, and I'll be interested to see if they do go for two here. This is a... This has been a, a really good performance, I think, for Baltimore, considering the circumstances. Yards pretty much even in this game, and Green Bay had some shots to put this team away, but they've been making mistakes defensively. Eight penalties for 76 yards. The special teams haven't been crisp, and uh, one thing that has been crisp is Huntley to Mark Andrews. Uh, that connection is absolutely working, as now we do have a first down. Plenty of time with three timeouts for Baltimore. Uh, very interesting to see how they play this clock management-wise, and also Green Bay only has one timeout conversely here. Mm-hmm. So, again, not saying that little floor might use it, but it sounds like your defense might be gassed as well. They've been on the field a whole whole lot here. It's first and goal right now. Looks like at the 10-yard line with a minute and a half to go. So, again, we've talked about the scenarios. We've seen John Harbaugh roll the dice before in Pittsburgh. I would assume, to your point, to Eric Edholm's point, that they would probably do the same thing here. Even mm-hmm. though you have Justin Tucker, you might say, do I want to take the chances going overtime? I don't know that I Mark do. Mark with- Andrews, by the way, did make that catch. He is down, so the they're checking on him right now. I believe that gets you a charged injury timeout. Yes. So now two timeouts left for Baltimore. First and 10 on the 11. Adjusted price, just the money line available at BetMGM. Minus 250 on Green Bay, plus $2 on the Ravens. All right, we'll get back to that game in a second here. But let's get to the Monday night game. Take a look at that one with the Vikings here. Six and a half point favorites over the Bears. This line jumped significantly mm-hmm. when we saw the COVID issues uh, wreaking not just the, the players for the Bears, but the coaching staff as well. Jumped up three points. It was three and a half early in the week, then all the way up to six and a half here. The total at 44 and a half. It feels like the Vikings are the healthy COVID team mm-hmm. and the Bears and their staff are not. Is it as easy a handicap as that? Well, and Minnesota does have that extra rest. Uh, they played Pittsburgh on that Thursday night game, so a couple extra days. Almost blew a 29 nothing lead wow. really here, but... Like I've said with Minnesota, they do not get distance on teams. Mm -mm. Bears did blow the halftime lead on Sunday night football last week against the Packers. So, you know, it's already baked in in terms of the movement here with the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I have no interest in laying the Minnesota Vikings on the road in this spot. And I think, you know, you're late to the party. Don't be late to the party and early for the funeral necessarily. (laughs) If you're laying when you could have laid three and a half and now laying six and a half, may even see seven tomorrow. At 7, I got to check the injury reports and the actives list and all that stuff. Might be interested a little bit in the Bears, but no interest for me laying Minnesota on the Okay, road. and again, that's that's been a teaser spot for me there, so we'll see if that's going to That's hold. the only way I would play Minnesota. And Minnesota actually has been a really good teaser team this year. No doubt. If you look at it, because they don't get a lot of distance. I think 12 of the 13 games for the Minnesota Vikings this year have been decided by eight points or less. Okay. This that, might be – this. make it 13 or 14. I think somehow this is going to be a close game. Uh, probably right there with you. Uh, again, I played the teaser earlier in the week before it went up to six and a half. But, again, now at six and a half, it does feel like that teaser spot. Or maybe just roll the dice, take the Bears plus the 12 and a half if we actually think it's going to be that close. Very quickly, uh, Baltimore's got a second and seven as Huntley takes off. Looks like he's going to get in. So we've got a touchdown in Baltimore. And, and, and I think John Harbaugh should go for two here. Oh, my goodness. Under a minute to go. So 42 seconds, 31-30, and I, he is staying on the field. Number two is coming back on the field, and LaFleur looks like, what in the wild, wild world of sports just happened? We will have the update for you. They're going to go for two and the win. Come on back. It's the green zone. It's the sweat zone right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
here on the Green Zone, presented by MGM Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. Whoa, what an ending we just saw in Charm City. It's not officially over, 42 mm-hmm. ticks to go, but uh, we mentioned that Huntley ran it in, scampered it in to get the potential tying or go-ahead touchdown. Down by one, John Harbaugh rolls those dice again, goes for two, Huntley on a rollout, incomplete, don't get the onside kick. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers has to do two successful knees, and this will be over, and the Packers will go to 11-3. and three. Yeah, and uh, by the way, 8-6. and six. So now the Bengals, because they have the outright win over the Ravens, would technically wow. be the AFC North leader. And look, John Harbaugh uh, going to take a little bit here. And Eric Edholm, our man on this game, we'll go back to Eric in a minute, was right on when he said, look, go for two at 31-23 and see if you can make it 31-25. And then if you don't get it, you obviously have to go for two yet again to try to tie it up. But I don't agree with, I don't disagree with the decision from John Harbaugh. And I might be in the minority on this network when we get the chatter, chatter tomorrow morning. But I agreed with the decision because, look, you know what you have in the secondary. You got like you and me playing in the secondary for well, Baltimore. Well, then you absolutely should sakes. put the defense back on the field. Yeah, and and look, it, it, he's going to get ripped for this because I think you know people are afraid of what they don't understand. We know that this that this new this new stuff mm-hmm. you know is not going to go away. It's part of the National Football League. It was a bad play call and a bad throw, and it's all about execution. So. That's what I think it comes down to more. I totally get the decision from John Harbaugh. And look, he's going to get ripped because all of a sudden he's not the division leader anymore. And two of these have not worked out for him in terms of obviously in Pittsburgh when we know Marlon Humphrey got hurt. Mm -hmm. He was out for the game. It's like, I don't have anybody to play secondary. And he really didn't have any today. And it's like, do and also another angle that I think gets overlooked. Let's say you kick there and Green Bay, whatever little time they have. Let's say Green Bay even takes a knee. You are in a 50-50 proposition to win the coin toss. No doubt. And we if, saw what if happens Aaron Rodgers in... wins that coin toss, he's probably going down and scoring. All right, let's get back to Eric Edholm on this game, 31-30. It is officially a final look. I agree with Wes in that this situation, Eric, and you called it too that they should go for two. I have no problem with that. Again, I differ a little bit on the one in the Steelers game, but my thing is not necessarily we do it every time or we don't do it every time. It's pick and choose. I would have gone for it in this one. I would not have when I had Lamar Jackson – against the Steelers, and I felt like I had the better football team. So, Eric, that's how I kind of would determine these things. Jaron Harbaugh has played it a different way. He will be open to criticism. I think it's fair criticism, but I actually agree with this decision to go for two, and I think you do too. You make a good point. I hadn't thought of it quite in those terms, but right. I mean, in the Pittsburgh game, you're facing a broken-down Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. you know, not as effective as Steelers' defense, let's say. You know, all those those things – you know, you could do the home road thing, too, if you want, I suppose, in the other direction. But still, you know, I, I think in this case right here, the big gripe might be with the play call very similar to the, the Pittsburgh situation, kind of a little half rollout, throw to the flat. You know, the, the pass goes wide, isn't completed. You know, if you want to say that there should be a better play call, I heard Wes talking about that. I think it's a, a fine gripe. But the decision to go for two here makes so much sense when you have Aaron Rodgers and, the, and that, that coin flip uh, element of it, which is, you may extend the game and get it to overtime. You may not even touch it, though. I mean, one possession touchdown, the game is over. That's the way the rules are in the NFL. So, you know, it does it hurt like heck to, to lose three straight games by, mm. what, 19, you know, wow. one point, two points, and one point? I mean, that's brutal for a team that, that, that was in really good shape uh, at eight and two at one point. 
Yeah, Eric, I think the, those are all spot on. And again, these are fair arguments and or, argument, or at least conversations to have. And I'm sure Twitter. I'm yeah. glad I'm not on it right now because I'm sure it's going nuts, Eric, <laughs> uh, out there. Yeah. But, but these are these are fair conversations to have for people like us in our gambling space, and certainly Eric, like yourself, that covered the league. These are going to be th- these these decisions are going to have effects down the road for a lot of tickets that people may or may not cash. So I understand the venom that comes out. Mm-hmm. But again, to mm-hmm. me, it's situational. It's if I feel like I have the better football team, I'll go back to the Buffalo Bills on the Monday night against the Tennessee Titans. I thought they should have kicked the field goal and played for overtime. They went for it in fourth and one, didn't get it, lost that game. To me, it's do I have the better football team? And I, I'm right there with you. There's no way I'm going to let Aaron Rodgers get the football back with a chance to beat me. I thought in this situation – it's the right call when you're facing an uphill battle as they were all day. But, Eric, I cannot wait to see what people talk about on Yahoo Sports. And I'm sure you'll have plenty to say about it. And, again, I'm sure social media is running with this uh, wildly right now. Eric, always appreciate your insight. Follow him on Twitter as I do at Eric underscore at home. Does a great job at Yahoo Sports covering the NFL. And, and you know what? And what Eric brought up uh, a couple segments ago is absolutely right. If John Harbaugh is going to get criticized for a decision, it maybe should have been when you were down 31 to 23 to go for two and make it 31 to 25 because there's the theory. You got to know what you got to get. It's right. like, okay, we don't get it. Well, we know we got to score a touchdown again in the first place. So, you know, go for the two. And uh, I mean, Look, you'll get some of the arguments from, like, basketball guys, too. It's like, when you're down two, do you shoot the three on the road, you know? And and you're you're going to see some of those say, hey, go for two on the road, not necessarily at home. Didn't work out. Nevertheless, they are tied in the division. Cincinnati would have the tiebreaker. But the Ravens are going to get a chance to go to the jungle and uh, face Cincinnati here in the final three weeks. And again, again, for people that maybe this is still somewhat new, certainly in the gambling space Mm -hmm. here, I totally understand the idea there at eight because it's still technically a one-possession game. I don't understand it at nine. That's the one where I go because now if I don't get the two – then all of a sudden, I'm now facing a two-score deficit, and I need the ball twice. You know, here's one of the things, too, I don't mind. I don't mind if people disagree with the conclusion, necessarily. If you say, I would have kicked it, what I do mind is, I think that we have narrowed, and actually Rufus Peabody made a great tweet about it that I retweeted. I think analytics has become such a, like, a meaningless word, because nobody really knows what they mean. Correct. You know, because it's like, analytics is more than, oh, go for it on fourth down, or don't go for it on fourth down. It's a lot more complicated than that. It's like all the data from the PFF guys that we have on here, yes. and the other sources, you know, because that affects your play calling, and That's that right. also affects your personnel that you're going to run in different formations via offense or defense. So, you know, you don't want it to become such a pejorative term. My problem isn't people that say, okay, Wes, I disagree with you that, you know, they should have kicked and played for overtime. Fine, you can reach your own conclusion. But what I don't like is you're getting people on big-time networks with big-time television contracts to televise these games that just dismiss it as, like, the analytics, you know, and don't really take the time (laughs) to learn about it. You don't have to agree with the conclusion. Just at least learn about the logic of why they do it instead of calling the analytics like our parents would call. Wes, are you on the pot? Are you on the pot, Wes? Like, that's how the analytics are referred to today. You can't criticize it if you don't know it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's yeah, should... and we're all learning. I mean, let's not be let's let's right. be frank. I mean, you get it's, these it's evolving. Now, now you get some insufferable people on social media oh. that are like, "Oh, I know everything," you know, and you're stupid if you don't get every single decision or whatnot. This is a learning process, and I'll go back uh, to what should be put on a T-shirt for sale at the Visa in store. If you're stop learning, you stop winning. 
So you always got to learn. Look, several years ago, I would have been like, oh, my God, you know, what the hell are they doing? But you're you learning. You know, this is constantly a learning process. I don't care if you've been, you know, doing sports betting for 20 weeks or 20 years. You're constantly learning about this stuff. So that's what I would like to see us all kind of come together. There's too much disunity. There's too much discord. Analytical kumbaya. Yes. I think that's what we're giving right here on the Green Zone. Yes. Uh, We got an interesting game that we do have to talk about. Of course, the Raiders and the Browns were supposed to play on Saturday. Uh, We know with all the COVID issues uh, wreaking havoc on the Browns that that game now has been backed up. And we're going to finally get that game uh, tomorrow on Monday. And boy, oh boy, oh boy. I know a lot of wagers I had on it were voided. Mm-hmm. Okay, remember this opened up with the Browns favored by six. It went down to three, and then they went up to as being as big a four-point underdog when we didn't know who the quarterback was going to be playing. Now that they're playing on Monday, and again, this is very interesting. We had Dave Sperano on uh, last hour uh, talking about the Eagles and how upset they were that it kind of feels like the, the, the Washington football team gets a reprieve. The Raiders feel the same way, Wes. Mm-hmm. And now you see the Browns back to being three-point favorites. That means... And- they're anticipating Baker Mayfield will yeah, play. Yeah, and this is a Raiders team that's kind of like, you know, hanging by a thread here in terms of their season going away. Six and seven right now at the very bottom of the AFC West. This is obviously a must win to keep any playoff hopes My goodness. alive this year. And the Raiders have had some injuries. Darren Waller, questionable. Perryman, Carl Nassib, Trayvon Mullen. So not so much the COVID, but obviously different little injuries there. And then I think this is being priced like Baker Mayfield is going to play. Obviously, a lot of questionable uh, guys on here. I did not do anything with this game. Brown's a little bit beat up on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And when we talked to Zach Jackson a few weeks ago in this spot on this program, who covers the Browns for the athletic, Baker just doesn't seem right to me. You have COVID or no COVID, no. even with injuries, he has not seemed right. So, this is not a game that I have bet as of yet, and I may not even get involved. All right, so it is at three right now. The only way that I think I could play it is if I know who the quarterback's going to be. If Baker Mayfield can't go, it's not been determined yet. It's a, to your point. I think it's very astute observation. Just don't throw the blind dart, mm-hmm. right? Because we don't know who's going to play quarterback there. So I'm mm-hmm. with you. I think it's a stay away scenario, and maybe wait till tomorrow until we get conclusive word right. as to who's going to be playing quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Okay, when we come back, we did have some injuries in the National Football League. Dr. Terrell Julian is going to join us specifically on Teddy Bridgewater. Come on back. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. GM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game. And if any team scores a touchdown, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM special offers all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if any team simply scores a touchdown. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Dave Ross alongside West Reynolds wrapping up the green zone. A reminder that uh, Brady Cannon will be here with you in James Salinas, taking you the rest of the way for the rest of the day in the NFL. But we did see some injuries, and obviously we still have COVID going on here across the National Football League. That's why we have to have our chief of orthopedic surgery from Kaiser Permanente Mid-Atlantic, Dr. Terrell Julian, rejoin the program. And, Doc, it's great to have you back on. Let's start there with the unknown of COVID, and we've seen how the games have been rescheduled. So, of course, we got one more tonight, and we got a couple tomorrow. we got some Tuesday games now as well. What do you make of the policies here implemented by the NFL, how in the world, as a doctor, can the league navigate what's currently going on to try to have the games go on as scheduled as best they can? So this is really difficult. It's difficult for hospitals. It's difficult for the NFL. It's difficult for any organization. So it sounds like these new guidelines, they're in place for targeting testing and testing only those players with symptoms. So this may be a subtle admission that most players, despite being vaccinated, are gonna test positive, but they may be asymptomatic. So what do we really know? So our best data really suggests that when you're fully vaccinated, regardless of the vaccine type, you're protected against serious illness and hospitalizations. 
you can still harbor the virus and transmit it. If you're unvaccinated, you're at a risk for not only contracting COVID, but also the serious implications and hospitalizations. So this newer variant, this Omicron, it's a lot more transmissible than the Delta or the original strain. Epidemiologists, they use this term, the R value, which means the reproductivity value. For reference, the R value for the flu, it's about 1.3. And the R value for this new Omicron variant, it's north of 30, so it's about double it. So similar to uh, the measles in its, infect in its infectivity. So what does this really mean for athletic teams? So they're in really close quarters, buses, eating, training centers. And so this is a prime setting for Omicron to spread through any professional team. So we're likely to see much more of the scenario that we saw with the Browns and the Washington football team with these cluster cases. And so in addition, I wouldn't be surprised to see outbreaks in their opponents about a week or so later after they play. So keep an eye on Philadelphia and the Vegas Raiders in these upcoming days when you're trying to handicap the next week. Yeah, Doc, I'm so glad we have you on. And again, because Wes and I clearly are not uh, doctors, and it's so great to have one at the highest level like yourself on the program. So I understood that we saw like, Cleveland was very upset uh, initially that they might have to forfeit the game to where the players' union is saying, hey, if our guys are fully vaxxed, and we're led to believe that 95% of the league is, that they've done what has been asked of them to do, do you think then if, as long as they are asymptomatic, even if they do test positive, that it's still, in, in, your, in your profession here, safe, as safe as can be, to still play the games? That's, that's tricky. If you assume everyone's vaccinated, and then you've got a bunch of very healthy guys that are harboring the virus, essentially passing it back and forth to each other, maybe it's okay. But this Omicron variant, it's, it's, a, little more, it's a little more infectious. And also, our vaccines, after two doses, protect about 30%. But when you get the booster dose, you're only up to 50%. So this Omicron variant is a little bit different. It's not the same Delta. It's not the same, um, it's not the same COVID that we started with. So even though we're vaccinated, we are still, you know, they're still at risk for contracting COVID, this new variant. And uh, doctor, the uh, featured injury, I guess, if you mm. want to call it like that, week 15 here, we did see in the late action, Teddy Bridgewater suffer an injury elevated hit his head on the ground he ran for a first down got hit kind of in the back but it wasn't really the hit that did it but Teddy Bridgewater was taken on the cart and was uh, strapped to the board uh looks like he does have movement in the extremities uh what are, have you heard maybe since then we don't have the update on the audio for the game broadcast here in the studio have you heard anything further on Teddy Bridgewater going forward um only that he's got movement in all four extremities so whenever a player is strapped to a backboard with the head and the neck immobilized, the concern is an injury to the C-spine, whether it's a ligamentous injury or a bony injury. So as well as ruling out the concussion, he's gonna get an MRI and a CT scan looking for injuries to any of the bones in his vertebrae or any of the uh, ligaments that support the uh, cervical spine. So if an injury is found, likely this is the end of the season for Teddy. And given the fact that they've only got three games remaining and it's an uphill battle for Denver, probably not gonna see him a, see him for the rest of the season. But yeah. for a guy who's you know, he's really battled through his whole NFL career. You know, thoughts and prayers out to this guy. Absolutely, Doc. That's exactly what we were thinking here in the studio. Boy, for everything he's overcome from the, that leg injury devastating in Minnesota to, to this point here, you just hope that he's going to be okay going forward, whether or not that's with football or without. Uh, Dr. Terrell Julian, really appreciate your insight, especially today with, with all the craziness going on, not just in the NFL, but the world in general. So really appreciate your insight. Of course, the chief of orthopedic surgery at Kaiser Mid-Atlantic. 
uh, Kaiser Permanente at Mid-Atlantic. Doc, thanks again for the time. We'll catch up with you again next week. Of course, guys, be safe. Thank All you, right. Doc. I, I thought that was fascinating what he just said about it. That, again, we, we're trying to, as laymen, mm-hmm. try to figure out what the NFL is dealing with with COVID so that basically, as Doc said, even though you could be fully vaccinated, as 95% of the league is, well, it's going to be tough to have these games go on, even if everybody has the same thing that they're dealing with, whether they're vaccinated or, or have the have the virus or not. So it's going to be a very tricky loophole that the mm. NFL is going to try to walk through to continue these games. Yeah, absolutely. And look, you have to obviously go through it with the players union. Yes. And we know that, you know, the more testing you have, uh, regardless, and he says the variant changes. So it's a different COVID right. than we had back in 2019 when this whole thing came out worldwide, really. But you have to look at the fact that, I mean, the the protocol is going to change. It is changing, and yep. it's it's uh you know, and look, science changes basically. I mean, yeah, I know that sounds like an easy thing to say, no, but it does. But, it does. But, but but it really does. So uh, you know, going through this with the players' union and trying to see what this has done, we obviously have not reached the point yet in the National Football League where they're starting to limit spectators Mm. or, you know, close down facilities yet. Uh, We're starting to see that a little bit in the NHL. And then today we had a few NBA games, I think three at last count, canceled for today or postponed. NHL, same thing. So, you know, hopefully the league and the players' union can come together and we can get uh, the right protocols in place for these guys. And we don't have where it looks like it's unfair. Right. You know, against Try to certain keep teams. Because I understand yes. uh, when we were talking with our guest earlier, I understand why the Philadelphia Eagles are probably pissed off. And the Raiders. I understand why the Seahawks are ticked off. Yes. And so, again, uh, we do have a football game tonight that we, we do not think has been affected by any of the stuff we're talking about. Although the head coach of the Saints, Sean Payton, will not be able to coach in this game tonight because of COVID-19. So Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator, will be the head coach there. The, the Saints right now on the road getting 11.5 points against the Bucks. Look, last year against Tom Brady's first year in New, in Tampa Bay, the first game was against New Orleans, mm-hmm. and they got flattened. Mm-hmm. And they had a big rematch, remember, on a Sunday night in prime time, the revenge of Brady. They got flattened again. Then they played him again the third time. The charge. Well, Brady will get him this time. Right. Nope. Three times in a row that in the regular season. Now, obviously, the Bucs did win the playoff game last year, Drew Brees' last game. But here we go. Over three, Tom Brady against the Saints in the regular season mm-hmm. as a member of the Buccaneers. Does he get off the schneid tonight? Yeah, this. if he can't tonight, then when are you going to do it? Obviously, the Saints have been the walking wounded. Now, Alvin Kamara back. That absolutely helps their offense. Had over 100 yards last week. Uh, Taysom Hill, despite that broken middle finger, uh, 15 of 21 from 175, but did most of the damage on the ground. 11 carries, 73 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, it's going to be tough to do against a Tampa Bay defense that is very tough to run on just in a traditional running game, mm-hmm. let alone with a quarterback. So uh, I, I did not get involved. I was very tempted to play New Orleans, getting all these points, which, by the way, still a bit MGM 11 and a half, but we are starting to see some 12 Ooh. emerge. So. Tampa Bay getting a little bit of support here. This might be kind of a either sit out or wait for an in-game opportunity for me. I just did not have a really hardcore conclusion on what's going to transpire. Here. Normally, you can't run the ball very well on this Bucks front, right? You see that total of 45 and a half in our final minute here in the green zone for week number 15. Because of that, do you say maybe this is an underplay of Kamara's their best weapon and Taysom Hill, mm-hmm. like basically a, a two-headed, feel like a wildcat type offense here for, for the Saints. 
Does it feel like a running clock scenario? Maybe the under is a smarter play at 45 and a half? Well, we are seeing, I believe, a little bit of support. Uh, actually, we are seeing support for the under now down to 46, 45 and a half at BetMGM. So I can kind of understand that. I do want to see a little bit how this is going to play out because you always are a little bit worried about the Saints if that running game from Camara gets shut down. Do you trust Taysom Hill to go score for score with the Bucs? And I'm not sure I do. No, I don't think I do as well. So that's the last game of the docket tonight. But again, some of those COVID games will be replayed on Monday. Wes, always enjoy it. Thanks to James. Uh, thanks to James and Brady up next year on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. <laughs> Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.